Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. One of the things I was thinking about was times of being lost. We probably have all been lost at times, or at least not sure where we are. I read a story about Daniel Boone that when he was an old man, at that point he had been adventuring and exploring all sorts of places, someone asked him, in all that time of exploring and finding new lands, were you ever lost? Daniel Boone thinks there for a minute and he says, nope, I never was lost. There was a time there, though, for about three days I was a mite confused. (laughs) Well, that's kind of how I feel like maybe I've been. I feel like I have pretty good sense of direction. Sometimes driving to different places, and asks, how do you know how to get here? And somehow it's just because of my sense of direction. But it's not always been that way. There have been times I've been a mite confused. I remember one time I was on a backpack trip out in Colorado, and we were going a way that I had never done before. So I was just following the map, and things were going along fine, until suddenly we got up to the Piedra River and there was no way to get across. We had gone down a really steep hill to get where we were. I wasn't sure what to do. We had our climbing ropes with us, which we often had some with us. We had to set up a safety line, really tie it to a big old ponderosa tree and then pull it and stretch it as far as we could to another so that people could hang on to that as they went along just the edge of that really steep hill and the water was right below. And it took a while to get everybody across that. We probably had to do that a couple of times to get to a place that was safe and then had to walk on upstream until finally we got to the bridge that I had been looking for. It was a moment of, uh uh-oh, what do we do now? Turns out I had just read the map wrong. I'm usually pretty good at that, at uh, being able to read the map. But at that point, I had taken a wrong turn, kind of being in a rush, I suppose, and it turned out that I was the wrong place. (laughs) There was another time another camp, entirely different place, and we were bushwhacking. Now, I don't know if you know what bushwhacking is. It's when you intentionally leave the trail and go across country without benefit of any marked trail to get to another place. And we would do that with some of our camping trips to help people learn how to use maps, to read them well, good contour maps, to know what's steep and up and down and then how to use a compass well. Usually it turned out okay, but this one time I was leading and we had crossed up over uh, near Pagosa Peak on a trail and then I knew that if I went down into this valley that I would reach the trail that I wanted. We spent the whole afternoon, probably was the whole day, walking down through heavy timber, getting down to into the valley where I knew the trail was. 
And when we got down there, <laughs> you guessed it, no trail. I had totally misread the map. So we spent the night down in that valley, nice little camping area, actually. But the next day, we had to climb up out of that really steep valley. And it was one of those things where you would take one or two steps and have to stop and rest. It was so steep and so hard to get up. I don't remember how long it took us to get up to the top of where that valley was. It, it may have taken us an hour or an hour and a half to not go very far, but to finally climb up out of that valley. And then from there, it was just a short distance to the trail that I wanted. It was a good lesson on being careful how you read the map. The campers that were with me were not exactly very happy, at least for the first part, because climbing up out of there was really, really hard. Being lost, not knowing where you are, is never very fun. We had some campers who got off the trail themselves without my help. There was one that was very close to actually where this second place I talked about. It was over on the Rainbow Drainage and... As we did the whole time, every time we had the camp, we would tell them every day, here's the direction we're going, here's about how far it is. If there's a trail that uh, goes off one way or the other, I warn them about that. Then we go ahead and we always had the backpackers travel at their own pace. People walk at a different pace. That's just how it is. And it's very hard for someone to walk much slower. It's just hard. We always had one of our leaders walk at the end. When it was my turn, I would just wait where we'd been camping and wait for sometimes an hour, hour and a half before I would start hiking because I walked so quickly. Be able to catch up to them before the noontime and be able to make sure nobody got lost or off on the trail. Well, this time I'm talking about the leader that was at the back missed everything. And there was a group of four or five of them that as they were going along, they went off on the wrong trail. They just had misheard or not heard the directions that I had given. And all the rest of us went on down, across what we call the rainbow drainage, all the way down to Turkey Creek Lake. It's quite a climb. It's really a pretty spot, but we're waiting there and waiting there, and the leader and the rest of the campers are not coming, and we waited and waited. Finally, it was getting really close to evening time, and I was starting to get a little bit concerned, and I was afraid that either somebody had fallen and gotten hurt, and they weren't able to help, or we didn't know exactly what it was. So one of the other leaders and I started walking back up the direction we were. We took out the revolver that I usually carried and fired it off uh, three times and did that a couple of times, just trying to capture the attention of wherever the rest of the campers were. But they didn't hear anything. We climbed all the way back up to the very top of 
where we had uh, started off down into Turkey Creek, there I saw the other trail, and I could see way, way down on kind of a ridge, I could see where some people were. And so I had to walk all the way down there. Now, I had left my backpack back at Turkey Creek Lake, but I had to walk all the way there. And sure enough, there were the lost campers and leader. They had finally gotten to that spot and they knew something was wrong. And it was getting late enough. They decided rather than try to find out what was going on, they did the right thing. Stop and wait. And if you're lost, don't go moving around. Don't go running off some other direction. So they had already set up a tent. They were getting ready to just spend the night there. So although I was not happy with having to go back and find them and get them back to the right place, I was very happy that they had followed good sense and had not gone following off farther and farther and getting more and more lost. So we got them rescued, got them back to Turkey Creek Lake kind of late that evening, but everything was fine. There was another time we were going along the Piedra. We got to a spot where we had camped the night before. Next day, I remember telling everybody that we were going to be going down the one trail downstream for uh, just about a mile maybe um, maybe a little more than that. And the trail then forked and the trail goes, I've told them, you really want to go to the right. You're going to go up this little stream. It turned out it's Williams Creek, but don't keep going straight. You want to turn there. So it made sure everybody understood, made sure that they knew what was going on and my turn to lead that day, so I went on ahead. I turned, went up the trail up to Williams Creek, quite a ways up to a place where I knew we were going to camp that day and then cross over the river the and, and then camp actually over on the other side. And so I got there and uh, campers started coming in, waited and waited, and there were two girls who didn't show up. And I thought, oh no. And the guy who was leading, who was at the back, one of my leaders, he thought they had made the turn because he had waited for a while and he brought everything up and these two girls were not there. And so I knew I had to go back. So I went back, walked all the way back down to the Piedra looking at the trail, and I'm not a great tracker, but I can do some, and I can see right away two sets of footprints going on down river. And I thought, oh no. Started walking as quickly as I could uh, to try to catch up with Becky and her friend. And I finally caught up with them. They had crossed another bridge eventually, and they were sitting there underneath a big old ponderosa tree because they realized something was not right. Nobody had said anything about crossing a bridge and they hadn't seen anybody for a long time. And so they stopped. So they did the right thing again. I was just a little bit frustrated because they had not paid attention maybe as well as I'd hoped they would, but at least they'd stopped. And so 
I got there. I helped carry their packs back and forth so that we could walk a little more quickly because they both were not fast walkers. We got all the way back up to the campsite on Williams Creek. It was a long day for me, hiking all the way up, all the way back, carrying backpack a couple of times, but at least they were rescued. There are lots of those moments where people get lost. I got confused once when I was driving back from Maine. We had been up there just as a family with a group, and I'm driving back to New Jersey. I usually drive fairly late at night just to avoid traffic because we have to come through New York City or near New York City, and I really don't like that. So we're going along, and it's just at that point, it's just Anne and my youngest son, Ben, and I in the car, and we get past George Washington Bridge, and I'm going along, and we're talking, and we used to sing in the car some, and we're going along, and all of a sudden, I realize I am making really good time, and I have no idea what road I'm on. And somewhere along the way, in the dark, while we're talking, while we're just carrying on, I had missed the highway that I was supposed to be on, and I was headed west towards Pennsylvania at a really good rate. I had not paid attention to the signs. So we laughed, had to turn around, get back, and head on down. Sometimes it's just easy to get confused, isn't it? I had one more example of getting lost. I almost created an international incident, I'm afraid, on this one. I was in Bangladesh on a missions trip, just visiting some friends there and actually had been part of a missionary conference and doing the messages and teaching of all the young people that were there and also then doing some other stuff with Bangladesh kids that were at a school there. And we did some sports stuff. It was really a lot of fun. It was really neat. And one day, one it's at a hospital, and one of the doctors there asked me if I knew how to ride a motorcycle. And, and I do. And I said, yeah, I do. It's been a while. So he said, how about, would you like to just go out in the country here a little bit? And, and of course I would. So uh, I got on my friend Harold's motorcycle and we drove around the compound there for a little bit, make sure I felt comfortable with everything. And I had a friend with me, Craig, and he rode with the doctor. Uh, he was on the back. And so we rode on out and traffic in Bangladesh is one of the most amazing things you'll ever see. It will increase your prayer life considerably. Harold said that the most important part of the vehicle is the horn, and I believe that to be true because you hear all the time, beep, 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 people honking at each other, and there's every sort of description of vehicles, everything from trucks and buses to motorcycles to little cars to cows to rickshaws, all going along in the same direction. It's just very loud and confusing. But... I went. And so I followed the doctor along on the motorcycle. We're going up a road. And then he told me where we were going. We're going up towards the hill country there that I had had a chance to be there before. 
but at this time it was closed to people who were foreigners. But we were going to go up, and there's a little town, we were going to go up that far. And so we did, and it was really fun. It's really interesting to see all of that, and going along on the motorcycle, I'm enjoying it. And we get up to the town, and there is a, a gate there where the the officers have things closed. The, the doctor had talked to them, and he knew them well. He said, we're just going in here to get some tea, and then we'll turn around back. And they said, fine. Well, I didn't know he was saying all of that. And he just told them, and he went ahead. I started to go and killed the motorcycle. <laughs> oh, no. So I turn it I, I step on it. I get going there, and I look up, and I don't see Dr. Steve or Craig anywhere. But there's a big bus there at that point. And I said, oh, they just went around the bus. So I didn't know that the plan was to stop for tea and not go any farther. So I went on up and I went all the way through the town, got around this big bus, and I thought, wow, I don't see Steve anywhere. So I went faster. I'm going up this road. Now, at this point, I know I'm going into the hill country. I know that I'm not supposed to go this far, but I also know that I need to find Steve. And so I thought, well, somehow he'd gotten permission to go on up. So... I am really flying along on my motorcycle trying to catch up with Steve. I keep going and going, and finally I'm going up into the hills. I'm going around these switchbacks, going up farther and farther. And I couldn't believe it. How in the world was he going that fast with Craig on behind him? And I finally got all the way up very close to a place where I had been before, actually Compassion International School. Uh, it's it's called Hebron. I got right up by there, and I knew there's no way that Steve could have gotten up there. So I turned around and headed back. By then, it's starting to get a little bit dark. It's turning dusk, and I go all the way back down the trail, uh, not the trail, the road, uh, going along, wondering where did I go wrong, and I finally get back into that little town and, and as I'm going through, I'm looking around and all of a sudden two or three guys jump out and they're waving their arms and I don't understand the Bangla at all, but they're stopping me and pointing over to a little tea shop. And there was Steve and Craig. There was his motorcycle. They were waiting there for me. <laughs> they couldn't believe what had happened. What they had turned while I was trying to get the motorcycle started, they had turned off down a little street and they didn't know I wasn't behind them. And they got down there, the tea shop was closed. They turned around and said, where's Jim? And so they went up, so they were on the main highway at this tea shop, figuring that at some point I would come back. <laughs> and I did. I was lost in Bangladesh, going up in a place where I wasn't supposed to be but it all turned out okay. We got back to the compound. By then it was dark, but it all turned out okay. Hey, you may have been lost too at some point. It's not any fun, but it's also a lot of fun when you find out a way back the place you're supposed to be. The rescue is fun. Well, this is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. Hope to... See you again real soon. Goodbye.